Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hey, everybody. We got Heather. We got Hi. Dan. Hey. Hello. How are you, Adam? Jack? Ryan? AJR. Woo. Back in the studio. Hello. Yeah. AJ. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for the hat, too. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. I like the hats. Yeah, awesome. I feel like I'm one of you guys. You sure are. How many like Heather looks the best? Honestly, out of the BS. three of you, it well, really fits fair, Heather. I agree. Oh, you know you do good. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> how many versions of this hat do you have? Like the real version. So this is the one I have on my head right now. Is the real version? I have five or six of the same one. Okay. Oh, yeah. of the same exact one. Same exact one. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's you started by buying one, and then you were like, "This is a thing, so I should buy more of the same." It was my mom's hat, actually. Uh, yeah, you know, I just brought it on tour because it's just like a nice warm hat. I put it on before I went on stage. We were opening up for Melanie Martinez like yeah. five years ago, and I went on, and everyone went insane. So I just figured this is my thing now. It's you know? a brand, like baby. Yeah, it's just a brand. Very. He's cool. at the merch table now. No, we were kind of debating whether to sell them or not because we thought it might take away from like the coolness mm, of this. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. cool because fans get it themselves and they show up and they're in the oh, hat. So it gives fine. them something to do, you know? Yeah. But you guys could also make money if you sold them. We could. Might, maybe some. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. we should link up together. Yeah, and yeah, we'll, start we'll talk later. Okay. I think you guys are doing pretty well. And you have cultivated a very loyal, very dedicated, and super strong following. I, I mean, you have a sold out tour right now. Right. Even since we talked last time, it's definitely grown. For yeah. Sure. But, but you see the growth every day. And what do you attribute that growth to? I think it's very much the album. I think in the last year, we very much became an album artist as yeah. opposed to, oh, I know those that one song by those guys. It's very much become, I know the click, like I know the album. And I think it probably has to do with the DNA of the album that it just, it's a very cohesive like body of work, I guess, that every song kind of like flows into the next one and has like a lot of themes that I guess people care about. And I'll, I've said it many times, it's reflective of our generation and the generation coming next. Like it really is very representative. It's, right. I, I, I listen to it and it just speaks to me, but all of your songs speak to people super clearly. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I can listen to your so your records and I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I mm. get the meaning. Not only is it catchy, but like it's almost like I'm having a conversation or it's like my inner thoughts. Oh, that's very thank cool. You. Yeah, you've been super supportive of the album. So thank you, Zach. Dude, yeah. love it. I love the new records, but let's get into Sober Up because are you surprised by the success of Sober Up at all? But you have Rivers on it, so like you can't really be that surprised because Rivers Cuomo is a freaking beast. Right, yeah, oh my God, he's amazing. I can't believe that even happened. Yeah, we're still pretty surprised about <laughs> yeah. that. I feel like we are surprised because we didn't mean for Sober Up to be a single. Like often we try to write singles. Like yeah. week we were like, okay, we're definitely going to write a single today. Let's try and write an anthem. But with Sober Up, we just kind of, we just sat down and in a half hour just wrote a song about wanting to feel young again. And I think the song feels like we wrote it quickly. It just has that energy of like a lot of people in a room jamming. And that, that's kind of the feeling that we wanted. Um, and again, we didn't, like we're having a lot of success at Alternative. We very much were not going for that. We weren't going, let's try and write an alternative rock song. It just we happened. Were, yeah, we were just like, let's write something that we would want our favorite artists to write. What, so are we entering a world where genres don't matter in music, right? Because yeah. you can really, creation and art is art, you know? Let, yeah, let I, it fit after. I think we're entering a world, not necessarily where genres don't exist, but where the definition of what genres are are constantly shifting. Like, I think for a while EDM was just very underground and now it's pop and now the definition of pop when you think of a pop song it's very different now from what it was yeah. five years ago when it was Katy Perry and Carmen and just like you know just like more down the middle Carly Rae Jepsen and stuff now the definition of a pop song for me is like um 
chain smokers. Yeah. Right. Well, so I think there always will be genres and way to, ways to classify it. But I think we're moving into a time where it's constantly shifting into many different subgenres yeah. and it's always changing. I get that. Yeah. And also like pop music is pop music. So it's reflective of what people like. Totally. So the idea that you're putting a sound on pop music, you're not really doing your job, right? Because pop music is supposed to be reflective of the people. So if the people love a, a hip hop record, it deserves to be played on pop music. Right. Pop music at the end of the day should be a collection of every different genre. However, the people listen and react to it. Right. You know? It's uh, it, it's really fascinating. Everything you guys do, obviously, and working with Rivers and the new record that you have coming out, which I want to get into, um, because the lyrics in the new record, burn down the house. Burn, burn the, the house, house down. Burn the house down. Is that out, out yet? Nope. No, it's it not Did it leak yet. online? It got leaked. Yeah. It got leaked. <laughs> Who leaked <laughs> it? That. It was not me. Who leaked it? I don't I'm know. I'm starting to think it was Zach. I Why would you even say that? Really because, I, because I knew that you guys played the record for me super early. Right. And like I wanted to just make that clear real quick. Not me, because I didn't know it leaked until this very second. Right, right. Who well, did I was it? trying to find it last night, and I was like, take it down, take it down. It's not supposed to be out. <laughs> yeah, like, What's I mean, going on here? I, I think it got, I don't know who did it or anything, but it happened, and it just showed how nice our fans were, because <laughs> people started putting it up on YouTube, and all of our fans just attacked them, saying, it's not supposed to be out. Take it down. <laughs> and I was like, that's so nice. Why do they care that much? Yeah, right? you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but but like when you leak something like that, it ruins it for everybody. It does ruin it, but it also shows that I guess we have some sense of importance to people. You mm -hmm. know, people think that we're worth leaking. I feel like the first time we got leaked, we were like, no way. That's awesome. <laughs> we did yeah. it. People care this enough. Great. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but now I guess it's just a little worse because we want there to be that mystery and that surprise when it officially does But come also out. we've been playing it on tour. Oh. So people are like filming videos, live videos of right. the tour and posting it online. So. Well, that was one of my questions because you have somebody playing trumpet with you now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're expanding your live show. Yeah, we brought on two more musicians. For the longest time, it was just us three on stage doing everything. And then we realized the venues are getting bigger. Let's try to fill out the stage a little bit more. <laughs> How crazy is that? It's really, yeah, it is really surprising. And I feel like we're still not over it. We're on a tour right now, like you said, and it's about to sell out. And the venues last time were uh, around three to 500, yeah. like little clubs. And True now- door. Yeah, exactly. We played the Troubadour, and now we're doing like Belasco Theater, which is like fifteen hundred, and we played Salt Lake, which was almost like three thousand the other night. It was it's pretty crazy. Well, last time you guys were here, that I was here, we were talking about how you didn't know you had so many fans. It was surprising that you're selling out. Right. When you walk on out on stage now, are you still shocked, or is it you just expect it now? Are, are you still, desensitized to it? I don't. I'm still not. Oh, I'm still yeah. shocked. Yeah, shocked. I'm still Absolutely. shocked every night. Yeah. Somebody who watched your show in Nashville described your your presence as having having a humble air to your show, right? Wow. They were really, you know, you guys are humble. And it goes back to the fact that, like, you go out there and you said at your Nashville show, or at least this uh, reporter quoted it, why are there so many people here? How did you hear about it? <laughs> I, I say that almost every night. I'm just, like, blown away. Because right, we don't have that many, like, social media followers. Like, we're not sure how people are honestly finding out about the show. It must just be, like, friends telling each other. And I think it's really hard to not be humble for us because for the longest time for 13 years we've been playing to no one and that's just all we know so to suddenly go from that to this it's just we're like what why are you here we're a little bit kind of surprised we literally played a show in Philadelphia where there were more people for the opener than there were for us as headliners who was the opener oh I don't remember uh, it was two the Weekend Riot? Is oh, that, what, that sounds that their familiar. Name? Yeah, it's just like, and like half the venue left <laughs> after the opener played and there were like 12 people left for our show but do you play the show differently 
whether you're playing to a crowd of 1,500 sold out or playing to a crowd of 30? No, that's really important to remember if you're trying to be a musician. You really should play the show no matter what. And and the way it helped me was just imagining that there was a full crowd there. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Imagine that it's full and play as if there was a full crowd. Because the be- I feel like a lot of bands think it's such a bummer to play for the, that six people, but those six people are going to tell everyone for the rest of their life. That's I it. got to see them when there was six people. Yeah, so we literally, right. for uh, the first show we ever played, and he, he's sitting over there, Steve Greenberg, our manager, he was there, and it was the first show we ever played in Freehold, New Jersey. There were literally six people there in a room that should fit 2,000. <laughs> and we were like really bummed, and we were like, what the, what are we going to do right now? And he said, play to those six people like it's 2,000. Those are going to be your six biggest fans forever, and they were. That's and then we went back to that place a year later, and we sold out the venue there, awesome. so, which was very cool. I think it's just because you guys just look like everyone else. You're not wearing the crazy leather jackets, and like you just look like regular guys that you would know in high school or college. Totally. And you're making songs that people can sing along to. So it's right. just a comfortable concert to be at. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Yeah, I think that's how Weezer has been a really big influence for us because like in the 90s and early 2000s, the definition of a rock star was like this alpha male, really yeah. handsome Kurt Cobain guy. And Weezer came out and said, no, you can be nerdy. You can be quirky. And, and, and as long as you have something to say, you can be like a rock star. Right. And uh, I think we always kind of took that to heart. We were like, OK, we're kind of just like nerdy Jewish guys from New York City. Let's just be that on stage. You know, you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. are we? Okay. It. Thank you. <laughs> but you're, you guys are entertainers. And I want to say it goes back to you being street performers. Like, even the last show I saw at the Troubadour, you're banging on freaking trash cans. Right. And, like, everything you do is to bring in attention. It was like every song was like if I was somebody walking down the street, I'd stop for you. You know what oh, I mean? Thank you. And, I mean, when you're building the show in your head, what is your goal? That's a great question. Um Essentially, what we think about is let's make a show that no one has seen before in live music because a lot of shows these days really start to blend together and the people's mindsets these days are just very all over the place. They're very just right on to the next thing and all anyone wants to do is just watch Netflix at night and it's very hard to get someone to close their computer and go out for anything these days. So we say let's try to make something crazy enough and different enough that they can close Netflix and that they can go there and they can put down their phones and just watch. So we figure out to do a song, we, we kind of do a song, and then what's the next thing they don't expect, basically? Right. We also, during the show, it's really our goal to have people not on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. I go to concerts yeah. all the time, and I catch myself just like, okay, I know what's going to happen next, and now I'm going to go on Instagram. Because as soon as you feel like, even like in watching movies, as soon as you feel like there's a formula and you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. next, you're like, okay, now I can Check zone out. out. And our whole goal, I'm excited for you to see the show, because our whole goal is for you to not know what's going to happen next on stage. But you are doing that in tiny venues. You, oh, you, you feel that oh from my, the Troubadour? Yes. That's well, awesome. the Troubadour, and then I saw you before uh, Ingrid Michaelson. Right. And then I think I saw one other show before that might have been in New York City. And, like, I, I mean, I'm also a huge fan of every record. So I know every I lyric to the songs. I mean, at least I think I know the lyrics, and I <laughs> sing it anyway. I don't give a <laughs> He probably doesn't. He doesn't uh, know any words. Well, I know enough to <laughs> hum along and make it sound like I do. Um, but I really, I, I've listened to the album so many times, so I, I'm very much checked in. But you jump around like there's nobody's business. and Right, yeah. I, we basically kind of just, in terms of the energy and the way we perform, we just think about what would we want to see if we went to a concert. Like yeah. if I went to my favorite band's concert, how would I want them to perform to me? Um, and then we landed on this extremely energetic, high energy kind of feeling. Would you guys ever ban cell phones at your concerts? 
ban cell phones. Like a lot of people are like banning yeah. it for like you can't film or take pictures, so everyone's just focused on what no, you've right. created. There, there's a great side to having cell phones too, because we're not big yet. We're, mm-hmm. we're we're on our way up. So every time that someone films our show and shares it online, it's their 200, 300 yeah. followers seeing the show. It's saying that's awesome. I'll go check them out next time. That's that's great. And then the right. bad side is that they're looking at this thing that we've worked very hard to create <laughs> through a little screen. Yeah. So it's kind of which you. Yeah, I could I could see why Adele would do that because yeah. she's. She's at the top of the world. Adele you know, doesn't she, need the free promo. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I can see how she would be like, just watch me, but we're not at that place to demand that yet. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that in Salt Lake City the other day, we had the option of showing parts of the show on screens like on the other side of the stage. Oh, okay. And we decided not to have those on because we wanted people to focus on the show that was designed as it was, not individual pieces happening. So That makes yeah. sense. I, it's because it's a close-up on you, it's a close-up of different aspects yeah, right. of it, because you do, yeah, I remember you you telling me when we hung out the, the thing behind you do you make a giant pad right yeah there's sort of I, I don't want to ruin it because it's so fun for you to come and be surprised but yeah I could tell I'm you so it's, it's this huge set piece behind us that's sort of in the shape of a pyramid and a lot of our music is revolved around this sample sample machine mm-hmm. that we use on stage and so we kind of created a very large sample machine behind oh. us in the form of a pyramid that I'm playing it's very it's very does interesting does it actually work no no I mean okay. we're kind of simulating yeah. doing it but there's a whole light show that goes along with it and it's yeah it's very cool one day one day, it'll one day it'll be a real one. Yeah, that's like the next stop. Are yeah. you going to bang on trash cans? We'll see, Zach. We're going to bang on something. We're going to bang on Zach. Yeah. I'm down for that. We'll, we'll, we'll get you. Whatever yeah. you need, I'll lay down. You <laughs> okay, can use me as a drum. Good. Just to be a part of that show. I'm in. Yeah. How's uh, touring with OPS, Ocean Park Standoff? Oh, they're great. I mean, they did the first date uh, with Salt Lake City. was two nights ago. So, yeah, they're on the second leg. So the leg we're doing right now. You like Sam's dog, I saw. Oh, yeah, we had this. Samantha. We, right. I, I call her Sam and she hates it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Samantha Ronson. Yeah, so yes. she has this dog traveling with her and we have this ball that we always have like a tour ball. That's like this little blow up soccer ball that we kick around. It's like a $2 Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we always yeah. buy it before we go on tour. And then I met Samantha Ronson and her dog comes running out and he just clamps on the ball and just pops it completely. <laughs> and she felt horrible. She was like, let me buy you a new one. And I was like, it's $2 at Walmart. Yeah. It's no big deal. But yeah, very cute dog. That dog has quite the history. Absolutely. You know? oh, a d- few parts of LA that dog ain't allowed in. Oh, Are really? Oh, is there other Story stuff? for another day. Oh, okay. Whoa. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> She'll also either. tell you to uh, burn the house down. Did I say it correctly? Yeah, burn the house down. Great. Uh, a room full of entertainers and thieves. Explain that to me. Mm. This is, it's so funny because we've never talked about burning the house down yeah. before. It's like we got to start getting answers together. Yeah, yeah, I guess it'll be out by the time this interview yes. airs. Yeah. So we, uh, we wrote it it's kind of like an AJR version, I guess, of a political song, if you can call it. Because we're not the, we're never going to be the guys that are the leaders of the resistance. You know, we're just like, look at us. We're not that. So we kind of just wrote. Who's going to follow us, man? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody can lead the resistance in their own way. <laughs> but everybody needs to speak up for the resistance to work. Interesting. Right. Good point. Yeah. So we wrote our version of that, which is kind of just observing what's going on in the world, like with our generation, with stuff like Me Too and, and gun control mm-hmm. and, and all these issues where there's a kind of an exciting energy going on in our generation where people actually have power and through Twitter, like I, I met, we mentioned Twitter in the song. Did, did you see what I texted you? I texted you like the newest one. Yeah, that's the one I just listened to. You listened to? Okay, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, so we like mentioned Twitter in the song because there's like a real power and energy that we're observing in our generation that we can actually make change totally separate from, you know, what's going on in the White House. So that's kind of exciting to us and we kind of wanted to write a song observing that. It is pretty special. It's, it's a cool time in history, right? Uh, uh, yeah, d- dude, I could talk about it for hours 
hours and hours, and I find myself talking about it with people every day. We are living in such an incredible time, and we are th- the next generation to come controls conversation and manipulates the internet better than Donald Trump can do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what we're about to see with March for Our Lives on the 24th, what we have seen over the last few weeks, I mean, they are writing history. Real change is going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's uh, It takes a few to step up and start the revolution, but it's on us to follow and use our voice at the same time. When you say burn the house down, do you mean... Burn down the house bur- down, Zach. <laughs> Obviously, that's <laughs> the name mean, of the song. Do you mean the establishment? <laughs> is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Uh, what, what do we mean? I don't know. I don't know how to... We, that, we've that, never... that's, that's a good way to phrase it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you afraid to speak up? Because Am that's I what, personally? No, but that's what I get from the song, right? This, this, the, the, oh, the decision right. of yeah. like, do I speak up? Do I say something? Do I not say something? You're right. There's that oh, element of what, what do I do? I even have a voice right now yeah. in this world, and and that's a very real element for kids our age. Because like you could see with the March for Our Lives, so many people are like, oh, 17 year olds could never organize something like this. Yeah, they could, mm-hmm. and they did, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's like a real power to to our youth generation, and we're we're kind of taught a little bit subliminally that we don't we don't have this power like leave it to adults but uh i think we're we're reaching this interesting point where we're we're realizing how much power we actually do have in the world thanks to twitter is this the only way you guys will get behind social change and political stuff is this the right way i mean through the music you mean yeah doing a record like this because you 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 definitely talk about it but you don't necessarily talk about it right it feels like the right way for us because we're really on board with this and if like if we can write a song with an interesting viewpoint like we did i feel like we want to take that opportunity because yeah. we want to be a part of the change as well and yeah. i feel like this is an inter- interesting way to go about it and well, i feel like it's our job at, like i feel like ajr's job in the world whatever that means in the universe is to look at what people are doing our age and comment on it and ob- observe it and say look this is what's happening do you feel like that's one of the reasons why ajr could be around forever because you have this idea that no but hear me out right where you could take a look at where we're at in history and where the generation is at and where our people are at and reflect them so as we change your music follows that's a great question and i don't want to say i think we'll be around forever but i think that's what we're trying to do i think we're fairly good not to toot our own horn at adapting to the times and at really observing what's going on with people and i think the click is a good example we went to college and we really just saw what people were experiencing right now today and i think we were good at kind of just putting that down on paper and just i think that's kind of what's going on with this next single as well yeah in a different way so hopefully we're around forever and we're hopefully we still have that skill but that, years down the road. But that is sometimes the difference between musicians, right? Like I, I, an artist, right? Like artists, I don't know. Like um, there's a lot of artists that obviously take influence from what's going on in our world and then let that, you know, become reality in their art. Right. And then there's just some that like have to constantly live their own lives so then they can be inspired. But you guys mm. are inspired by yourselves, but you're really mostly inspired by others. I think one of the biggest differences is that a lot of artists are inspired by by where music is Mm. and like listening to other people's music and saying, okay, this is what the radio sounds like. Let me make a lot of other songs that sound like what the radio sounds like. And we're, we're inspired by music, but we're less inspired by music as the world. And it takes time for the world to translate into music and for music to be able to talk about it. So it's kind of that path as opposed to us borrowing from other music. Love it. Love it. That's shaping culture. That's like reflecting culture and shaping culture all at once. 
Well, in in the beginning of the album, you say is the click is like, do we go for the clicks or do the click in your head? Is that kind of what you're saying? Like, do you deal with that? Like, do we make what's popular or do we make what we want to make? That's exactly the point. Yeah, yeah. It's should I go for more clicks this year or should I follow the click in my ear? It's I exactly- like Dan's lyric more. Should I do the click or the click? <laughs> well, in I was my just head. trying to think like, well, how exactly did it go? <laughs> right. But so, do you have that? Do you like sometimes make songs that aren't you, and you're like, oh, this is not us. We just will get views on this. Um. We definitely don't put those out, but I think there have been times that we definitely looked at what's popular and tried to go with that. Yeah. More recently, not so much, but definitely yeah. when we were coming up mm-hmm. a little earlier. Those yeah. tend to go to other artists. Yeah, I was, I was about right. to say that while we're writing the album. <laughs> yeah, we, we, that's kind of offensive. But whatever. <laughs> no, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. We we usually write like. Uh, how many songs did we write for this album, for like the 13 song album? So we put 13 on, 16? we probably wrote 16 or 17. Yeah, so those three left over, we didn't put on because it felt like, oh, this is more like a blank song. This mm-hmm. is more like, and we end up giving those out. Well, on Sober Up, I saw people were saying it kind of sounded like 21 Pilots. Is that a compliment? I've seen that uh, comparison. I don't entirely hear that because I've, I've never heard them like use like cello or like strings yeah. like that. I'll, of, of course, I'll take the compliment. They're mm-hmm. incredibly unique. They're yeah. so great. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, actually, I didn't hear like it too. I just saw a bunch of people commenting, and I was like, I wonder. Usually, when people make comparisons, I say that's like pretty spot on. But I don't think we were trying to go for. I think if anything, we were trying to go for more of a Weezerish, like even like Vampire Weekend. We're huge fans of with that strings. Yeah, they right. use strings really well. But the way you described it as like a bunch of friends just jamming out is that's like this. Th- that's the vibe I get. That's also yeah. the sound. Like I feel like it's just recorded in some freaking room with rugs and like pillows on the floor. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, it was just recorded in the living room, so that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with sober up, we were really trying to play with like uh, surprises, especially with sober up. I think I think that, like I was saying, there's a lot of like formulas with music. Like if you hear like. <laughs> You think like the big drop's about to come, you know? Like it blue balled in the song, how's it go again? It just dies off. Exactly. Like, so that's exactly what we were playing with. We were like, everybody's going to expect a big drop. Let's just do a classical cello. I love that there. you said I just got blue balled. It made it seem <laughs> like such a negative thing. Like, I don't I know, like the song anymore. But, yeah. but when you then when you finally finish, you're like, woo! Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Is what that, is that the noise you make? Yeah, listening to our song. Jesus. <laughs> he really likes it. The best that. reaction we could have hoped for. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything else because I just got real weird. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly disturbed. Right. Um, <laughs> Did you, do you think your core fan base knew who Rivers Cuomo was when the album came out? Um, they obviously know Weezer, but maybe not just the name Rivers Cuomo. I'm sure. Sure, I'm sure some did, but he's definitely gaining some traction with the younger fans yeah. uh, because Weezer fans are, if they started with them from the beginning, they're probably in their like 30s or 40s mm-hmm. right now in yeah, our main we're demo. In our 30s. Right, we're in our 30s. Okay. We're, we're in our so, 30s. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he yeah. actually put out his first solo song this past week and uh, Ryan and Jack co-wrote and produced it. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really nice. He wrote to us and he said, hey, do you want to produce and uh, co-write my first single? And we said, yeah. And he sent it to us and he said, th- I said, this is awesome. Like, what do you want a Weezer-ish sound for? And he said, no, not at all. I love the click make it sound like that oh, he was like cool. i wanted oh. to have an ajr sound and i was like are you is this a dream yeah. right now like, yeah. oh my god yeah you have some pretty wow. cool collaborations coming yeah we do i don't i, I we you know about them yeah I, we're just not allowed to say well, them I right don't. now Let's hear it. you don't oh my god we just we just can't, right, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's so 
good. <laughs> the record is, I, I listen to it almost every day. Oh, yeah? Do you yeah. actually? When, when we get off, we'll, we'll tell you about it. Okay. But, yeah. It's, it's yeah, coming out like. When I text you that and I tell you that I'm listening to it, I'm not lying. Yeah. I yeah. genuinely appreciate it. Within it's, the next month, I yeah. think, or month and a half or so. <gasps> is, it a, is it one of your songs? It's mm. one of the songs that we wrote for the album but didn't make the album, and we ended up giving it to a really big EDM guy, and we're featured on it. So, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With somebody else. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's good. Yeah, the collaborations have really <laughs> been coming through for sure. It's it's very interesting because, of course, when you gain certain success, people start reaching out. But the people that are reaching out are very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of more alternative side because the song got big on alternative yeah. radio first. So there's a lot of alternative bands reaching out to write together to remix their stuff. Rivers, for instance, you know. But yeah, it's yeah. very cool. We just did the remix of uh, the rudimental Macklemore Jesklin song. These oh, wow. days. So, yeah, cool. there's an official AJR remix. Of yeah. That's sick. Yeah. So when you would, okay, when you approach a remix, mix how do you break that down do you take a look at what already exists obviously and do you break that record down or do you I, I, what is that process different for us I feel like there's something because we, we produce it together I feel like as soon as we hear a song we know exactly what we're going to do yeah. with it um, and we definitely try to approach it with an AJR-ish sound so we basically like completely scrap that production and put in these weird sounds as if we were making our own song right. from the start and I think what we try to do a lot is uh, not a lot of synths I think that we've we've developed that kind of as part of our sound that we don't tend to use a lot of synthesizers we tend to use a lot of real instruments in yeah. weird places right I feel like that's like become part of our sound where it's like a cello or a trumpet where you wouldn't really expect right it. yeah I wasn't expecting strings there we, yeah. we go in that direction we're just trying to blue ball you that's like the only goal <laughs> well it's working you guys do a great job <laughs> thank you do they just provide you like every raw file to these songs and you just tear it apart or yeah they send us like the stems and we'll just kind of throw the, the, the acapella just on Pro Tools and then just build around it. Is oh, there cool. pressure around that? Because like, you know, every artist that's on that song is going to hear it and be like, okay, uh, this is good or not good. Or- I think we don't really think about the pressure. I think it's really fun for us. Remixing is so fun. There, There is actually very little pressure because we get to just kind of go crazy. I feel like if an artist receives a remix that he hasn't really heard before, he's going to be like, su- he or she is going to be super excited about it because he's going to be like, I haven't heard this before. This is such interesting production right. and he'll most likely use it. And I think that's why we go in the strange direction instead of the safe four on the floor. Right. You and know. I'd rather an artist turn it down because it's too weird than just like be like, oh, this is safe. You we know? just yeah. got three remixes done for Sober Up and they're like all across the board. Some of them are super EDM and some of them are kind of closer to the original. Max and Ryan, Party Pupils, they did one and it's oh, amazing. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. so good. I love yeah. me a good Party p- Pupils mix. It's fantastic. Right? It's a big pupils. Max fan. Pupils, yeah, Party Pupils. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big Max fan. Yeah, oh, he's, awesome. he's, yeah he's a great friend of ours mm-hmm. for sure. He's opening on our tour for the third leg. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that an LA show? No. Hmm, that's sad. LA yeah. show is tomorrow night. I know. I'll be there. Are any celebrities going besides me, of course, tomorrow to think, tomorrow's show? I think Victoria Justice is coming. Oh, we just heard that. She'll be there. Are you lying? No, I'm no. not lying. I wouldn't just make I that I gotta up keep my that. distance. I don't Why? know if I can come now, guys. You don't have a good... Do you have beef no, no, no. with Victoria? I mean, it's, it's been a couple years. It's been a few years since I've seen Victoria Justice, but I'll wear my turtleneck. <laughs> my I, power I turtle. I know more about this. Yeah. Uh, no, we're cool. We're very, very <laughs> okay, cool. Good. So Victoria Justice is coming, but you don't know her. But like, no, Our tour manager just told us. She Apparently, she knows our tour manager, and she asked if she could come. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, that is nice. You know, people need to be seen. 
Yeah. You were a thing in Hollywood where people get seen at. It, yeah, it's cool. More celebrities are starting to be fans of us, which is very cool. Who, we played Kimmel um, a couple weeks ago, and <sighs> Kristen Bell showed up oh, for the sound check. And what? she was, yeah, they, they she said, wasn't like, on Kristen, the show. No, yeah, they said Kristen Bell's coming through. She's a fan. She just wants to watch your sound check. And we were like, what? Oh my God. How do you sound check with that pressure? <laughs> we don't do it well. <laughs> <No>. yeah, not <laughs> well. Or you yeah. just do a full fledged concert, you know? Yeah. Or I'm keeping eye contact with her the whole time, and I can't help it. And yeah. she's no longer. A fan. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so I think we can say this because this is going to come out after the LA show is yes. done. But right. um, Rivers actually asked if he can open for us. So don't tell anybody; it's a secret. But Rivers is going to be playing a twenty-minute acoustic set. <laughs> All right. Well, now of I have his to stuff come. <laughs> before we go on stage. No big deal. Yeah. It's That's crazy. How crazy is that that he's yeah. opening for you? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Where's your mom? Is she coming to this show? <laughs> She'll be there. Yeah, our She'll mom and dad. Good. What, you know what's funny about that is it literally sounds like a dream that you would tell. It's like I had this weird dream last night. Rivers Cuomo was opening up for us playing a solo acoustic <laughs> yeah. set at our L.A. show. Isn't that? It sounds like you yeah. would wake up and tell me about that. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, man. Is he going to perform Sober Up with you guys? Yes, yes, he will. Have you played that with him yet? No, never. We met Rivers once at a festival a couple months after the album came out, and that's it. He's a character. He's, I've heard. He's pretty, he, he's a genius, obviously. He's just a genius. No, he's a weird yeah. dude. It's, I've yeah. seen him once somewhere, and he was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's like truly, truly means well, and he's like no, such sure a great person. Great, I think he's just kind of an introvert. He, he's yeah. an artist, man. Yeah, I wanted really. to talk to him, but I was like, he looks like he's chilling like in the corner by himself, and I didn't want to bother him. Right, yeah. right. His yeah. writing process is so funny. He has an Excel document that he's collected over the years of like thousands of different rhymes. So like <laughs> one column is rhymes with, with this word and this many syllables. And when he writes, he literally just drags it from the Excel document. It doesn't have to make sense. I it heard just, him, yeah. yeah. In a podcast once he said if I can tell you what my song is about I've done a bad job he said he just wants a lot of feel good we cool sounding phrases in a song which is so interesting and it just works you know but yeah. so when you go in to make his single how do you approach that like what do you, you obviously do research you know him it's very different from writing an AJR song it's almost opposite it is really just does this feel good when I say it it doesn't really have to mean anything right but just do I get some sort of feeling it's when like I completely say it. opposite from how we write because all we do is just write the most on the nose yeah. least flowery least poetic language hmm. and he is exactly the opposite so it's yeah complete opposite so uh, the, the single that you you worked with him on is there a story to it or is it just a bunch of lyrics that just sound good <laughs> together well he had the idea first it's called medicine for melancholy so he came with like a basic demo of the song and then we just kind of stripped it down and then just rewrote some of it and it just turned into something that he thinks feels really good to sing that's all that he cares about it's very interesting and that is what the best songs are honestly in a nutshell the biggest hits and the best songs ever are just feel good to listen to. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. Like Havana, Camilla, Camilla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when I when I hear that song, I just feel good inside, regardless of what it's about. I think those are just the best songs. AJR. Yeah. Wow. I am just you bring good vibes into the studio. Thank you. I appreciate the three of you deeply. I got a Ryan on Raya. He's yeah. out there in Why the dating Why don't you talk world. about that for a second? Talk about Raya? Let's talk about your success on Raya. It's such a ridiculous app. It's like, do you know what this is, Raya? The, the famous people dating app. Yeah, it's like, I feel so bad being on it. I feel like <laughs> I'm, I so don't belong You're on not it. nearly good looking enough to I'm be like on this by app. I'm far <laughs> the least handsome person on that app. Yeah. They probably thought Bite you your tongue. <laughs> I think he you're going to do so well. I think Thank you're going to flourish. I already see you thriving. Have you been? Have you talked to somebody? Yeah, yeah I've gone on a couple dates. <laughs> Anybody here in LA that we can invite to the show? Uh, no. 
No, this all is, New York. This every is, time we're on this show, we somehow manage to come back to either you or your love life yeah. <laughs> while we're yeah. just like observing. Yeah. Hey, it started New Year's Eve, yeah. 2017. The classic day. Yeah. I yes. feel like I could never actually date a celebrity. But, I, but I, I don't know. I, that's somebody, so not for me. Maybe who's creative and driven and, oh, and sure. works yeah, really yeah. hard. And that's really the cool part about the app is that it's not just celebrities on there. There's right. like marketing executives and PR people and, you know, people who are in the industry. But isn't moving. it all people who want to be celebrities because it's based on Instagram followers? <laughs> well, you know, a little bit, man, but don't ruin it for him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. He's figuring it out. Yeah. And you, how's your love life? It's I already told you, it's rough. Okay. Tell me again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about I'll it tell again. you all day. It's bad. <laughs> hey, in hey. one word, can you tell me how it was on Rhett and Link? Oh, are you fans of? I watch them? them sometimes, and I saw you guys perform when they were doing the, the shot collar. Oh, it was hilarious. Really? Like, it yeah. looked very distracting to be a singer during that. It, it really was. We we went through it one time, and the first time they screamed, I stopped because I started <laughs> laughing so much. I was like, I can't do this. That this, I'm not gonna get through this. Yeah, it was. They're so nice. Yeah, we hadn't really heard of them that much until we went on, but they're like enormous. They have Huge. such a fan base, yeah. and we are just promoting them right now. Yeah, right? and Rhett, Link, go Rhett and subscribe. Yes, you want to give them their, the YouTube handle? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. AJR. Go and see them on tour. They're going all across the country right now. Almost sold out. Almost all sold out, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have new music. And yeah. we're in the middle of probably rooting the next tour. Wow. And we'll probably go even bigger venues. Is the goal to just stay on the road as much as possible? Yeah. I mean, it's been so cool to see this live following because we, for a long time, we just didn't think we had a live following. And uh, it, it's cool. We didn't. It's not that we didn't think. We oh, really yeah. Didn't. We, we physically <laughs> actually didn't. didn't have it. Yeah. Uh, it's just very cool to think like, oh, we're making this show. Hopefully people tell their friends about it and then people actually tell their friends about it and say you have to come see this show yeah as, as lame as it sounds i think we're really just trying to get to arena size not to say we do arenas but just to get as many people in there as possible to create something as cool as we can think about the kind of show we could make in an arena <laughs> yeah. if we had that kind of budget. have a real yeah, right. uh, pad to press <laughs> we would probably do the real pad yes yeah. <laughs> i believe in the three of you you're Thank gonna you, get Zay. there Thank you. Love, <laughs> love 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 burn the house down that's yeah, the single. That is it. Sober yeah. up, also the single. Please put it in your ears. Do yourself a favor. AJR, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone. Always a pleasure. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.